everybody. Welcome back to KB Talks, powered by the NKBA, the only podcast dedicated to sharing the latest kitchen and bath industry insights to help grow and support your business. I'm Carl Champley, your podcast host. Now, today we're looking into the future, which I don't need to tell you, opens up a lot of conversation when it comes to kitchen and bath design. Let's hear a very quick word from our sponsor, Samsung Appliances. At Samsung, we aren't just predicting the future, we're creating it. Inspired by chefs, the Samsung Chef Collection is built on three core pillars, design, technology, and performance. The recipient of four 2018 CES Innovation Honoree Awards, the Chef Collection features performance, precision, and design that is recognized across the globe. The Chef Collection lineup includes a 42-inch four-door flex built-in refrigerator, a 36-inch ProRange, 36-inch induction cooktop, and a 30-inch microwave combination wall oven, all boasting smart features designed to suit any type of lifestyle, including Wi-Fi-enabled interior cameras and advanced temperature control. Samsung's wider range of products feature multiple color and size options and ensure that the kitchen is designed exactly as the chef desires it. We crafted this collection with sophisticated capabilities for intuitive performance to elevate the modern kitchen experience. Welcome to the future of cooking. To discover more about the Chef Collection and learn more about our rewards program for certified designers, visit samsung.com. Okay, we are back and I'm very happy to introduce our guest today, which is Paula Kennedy. Welcome, Paula. Hi, how are you doing, Carl? I am very, very well, thank you. Thank Great. you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me on today. It's a pleasure. So first up, I'd love it if you could tell us a little bit about yourself before we uh, get into the questions. Oh, sure. Great. Well, I'm from Seattle, Washington, the great Pacific Northwest, and I have been designing in kitchen and baths for the last 20 years. And you know what? I realized I've been with NKBA for 20 years as well, either volunteering wow. or in leadership and, and the career just kind of keeps growing. And yeah, I would not be where I'm at today without NKBA um, and without my involvement as a volunteer. And uh, I just, I can't ever kind of talk about my career without talking about uh, what I've gotten from NKBA. So I'm also a certified master kitchen and bath designer and a CLIP uh, member, certified living in place professional. And, uh, you know, the, the, the list goes on, but it's not about me today. I just want to save as much time as we can to talk about this, uh, this topic that every time I get onto a new topic that I, I'm passionate about, you, you just, you have a hard time keeping me quiet. So <laughs> I'm no, looking true. forward to today. <laughs> we, we, don't want, we don't want you to keep quiet. <laughs> and you know what? This was just a test. You've now passed the test because you're worthy to answer these questions because of your history. <laughs> okay. So first up, um, now one thing I'm hearing is that smaller homes are a hot commodity these days. Why do you think this is and what are the benefits of downsizing? Okay, so there are a lot of different factors going into this. And for a while I had people telling me, oh, it's just a trend. It's just, you know, the micro apartment or it's the millennials moving, you know, urban. And, and I realized the more studying that I did and experience with my own clients, I realized this was a much broader discussion for a number of reasons. And then I started researching it. And it, what, what makes this 
not a fad or a trend and it's more of a new category in design and a new movement is because it's cross-generational and cross-regional. And this is happening everywhere. And what's driving it is land availability. Um, people are, a lot of us are more drawn to urban spaces and also our aging population, which we're going to talk about more, and environmental impacts. You don't want to drive, you know, live in the city or live in the country and then commute. You want to be close. And there's also a sense of a returning to simplicity and having freedom, freedom from all that maintenance from larger spaces and also just housing inventory. There's going to be a shortage in that. So spaces are literally, we don't have as much space to build these big houses as much anymore. It's so true. It's so true. Hence the, uh, the demand for it. Now, what are the key things to keep in mind when designing for these small spaces, especially when it comes to aging population? So this there's is, a lot. <laughs> this, there's a lot. And, and um, what's really fascinating, and I'm probably going to be all over the board today and I'll, we'll, we'll wrap it all up with a nice bow later. <laughs> but one of the hey, things... We, 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 we're interested in hearing what you've got to say. So this yeah. Is cool. <laughs> um, so what's really driving the aging in place, and, and and I apologize now to everybody for you know that we are generally always talk about universal design. I mm -hmm. felt the need to go deeper with aging in place and call it what it is for purposes of you know focusing in on a on a topic for the CEUs that I do. And um, then as I was also looking at, hey, you know, I was going to say there's no, apolog no apologies uh, needed because with a lot of my clients, they're in that situation. And for all of us designers out there, it's very, very relevant. So, um, well, there's yeah. like 78 million roughly boomers out there. And you know what? One of the statistics are um, every 13 minutes, another 100 boomers turn 60. Wow. Yeah. And the other one that really I, that I love hearing because, well, I don't know that I love hearing it because I fall into this category. In 20 years, more than one in five people are going to be 65 plus. And so wow. this, is, this, this deserves our attention. This deserves uh, a specialty like, like, you know, there's sort of, you know, aging in place or universal design certifications. And obviously we have the clip. So what's, what's fascinating to me is one of the largest driving forces as human beings is to have a sense of control over ourselves. Mm. And I'll get back to your question here, but we want to live, be as independent for as long as it's safe and as long as it's possible, right? So um, what I'm finding with my own parents and, and a lot of this, you know, we, can't, we have to tap back into our own personal experience. I watched my parents help their parents as they aged and passed on in their 90s, right? Now I'm seeing my parents in their early 70s. And my sister and I are having to like shift that relationship with how we interact with them and watching them. They just downsize from a large home to a small home and purging and getting rid of tons of things because they don't want to maintain that large house. They don't want to deal with the stairs. They would rather go enjoy their, you know, their seventies and travel around than fix the roof. Um, and they also want to live close to where the kids are, and they want to live close to services. So again, if you're being you're you're being drawn to where are the services um, in in my city and around where I live, 
they're going to be in more urban places. And a lot of those homes tend to be smaller. The aging in place is going to want a smaller one level type home for easy maintenance as well. So that's what's driving a lot of their choices into those smaller spaces. What's interesting is the millennials are looking at those spaces and the first home, you know, the Gen Z, they're going to be in the housing market soon too. They're all looking for their first starter homes, which tend to be smaller ones that they fix up. There's going to be a major housing uh, shortage um, uh, that we're coming up to. Uh, and it's already here. Now, I get pushed back all the time in talking about this is like, well, not everybody's going to leave the suburbs. Well, no, that's true. Not everybody's, you know, everybody's still going to want their 36-inch gas range. Okay, that's true. So the other thing that's happening and where these small spaces can be designed and built are in these large suburban houses. We're retrofitting the mother-in-law apartments. There's a cottage in the back. It's the studio above the garage. And then they're using it for maybe their parents move in so they can take care of them or it's, it's income. They're using Absolutely. it for extra income. And I think I like what you're saying too, is if we could climb into the bodies of, let's say, if we could imagine if we were 70, 75 plus, we really just want a great lifestyle. As you said, we don't want to be burdened down with a large space that it's, we're just spending the rest of those golden years just cleaning up. Um, again, with clutter, it tends to own you, you don't own it. And sadly, I've been in a situation where I've been with a lot of beautiful old friends that have passed on and all of that clutter and those things they've been saving their whole life to potentially use, it means absolutely nothing. So take photographs of a lot of that stuff that you may not use and you can always see it, but you don't necessarily have to have it as a burden. Mm -hmm. So as you said, it's that forget the stairs. It's, it's a lifestyle that it's easy. It's easy to get in, get out, but get out there and just enjoy those last few, last hopefully 10, 20, 30 years if, yeah. if, if that's there. You know, we also, what's fascinating is we only use 40% of our homes. True, think about, right? Yeah, think about your home and the space that you have. We only use 40% of it, but yet traditionally in the past, we've always filled it. It can't be empty, right? So we buy and we store and we have a beautiful formal living room that never gets used or a formal dining room that doesn't get used. We're paying yep. for that space and we're paying to maintain and clean it. So anyway, that I could go no, on. I know we could, it's a great subject. And I think, as you said beforehand too, what's exciting for designers, even with their clients is to say, Hey, you know, whether you're whether the client's getting older or their parents is to start thinking about this subject, about designing those smaller spaces. It could be a garage conversion, um, maybe not something on the second floor. It could be a separate little structure in the yard that not only um, will accommodate um, the parents, but it brings in that income and actually becomes an asset and you get a higher value for the property that you own. So I think it, it's really quite exciting that you're getting, not only you're increasing the property value with these, like an individual structure or creating the garage um, as a studio, it's, it's just a much more comfortable environment um, for the aging in place. Absolutely. So, now tell me, what about technology? Do you believe that plays a role? Oh, wow, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, what's, I keep hearing people across the board say, oh, I'm getting pushback from my clients. They're not into it. They're not into the technology. They're not using it. And what I have learned is it's not 
like my grandparents' age. It's not the silent generation that's that's needing or wanting this. It's the the boomers were using technology way for uh, many many years, and they've my parents were on my chart, their online doctor, you know, right. s- system way before I was. Um, and they are a very tech savvy generation now they may not be always on all the newest and greatest but they're out there and they're using it um my we had taught my grandfather how to email so he could stay connected with with uh grandkids i taught my parents how to use their smartphones and how to text and my nieces taught me how to use snapchat so like every generation kind of helps the one before get connected right so Having said that, this, this aging population that we're talking about, they are very tech savvy. Now, it has to be intuitive. It needs to be intuitive. And as I'm watching all of the technology hit the market um, and hit our industry, there's a lot of kind of jockeying around about where it needs to be and how we're using it, how we're interacting with it. And it needs to be on many different platforms of how we interact with mm-hmm. it. But I believe the voice, that voice interaction is, it's one of the most natural human, you know, ways that we connect and engage and interact with our surroundings and with each other, right? So I have an I Alexa. I have an Alexa that I play with. Um, you know, it, it works better when you've got all the other things connected to it, but <laughs> I've been playing with it <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. And, and it's frustrating when it doesn't work. I just want everything all connected now i don't want to wait five years <laughs> so it's so true we get so used to it mm-hmm. yeah so but i um, think voices as you said is very is very uh very natural and um for the aging in place it i have found with some of the renovations i've done it the clients have been very satisfied and it works very well for them i've used a lot of voice you know with whether it's a lecture or some of the other platforms and also to, um, you know, the sensor controlled, like for the faucets and that sort of thing too, is has been very popular and I'm using that in a lot of homes. Yeah, for a long time, I think I, I shied away from those motion or touch, uh, not the touch, but the motion faucets because mm-hmm. when I'm traveling around and I'm out in public spaces, most of the time those faucets don't work. <laughs> yeah. um, but it seems like they've been fixing, you know, that's a whole different scenario with how those faucets are being used. When it's in your home, you're, you're used to it. Um, you know where that sensor is and things are going to be working uh, much better. I've noticed with the new products that are coming into our home than they do at the airport, um, which is sad. But uh, I just saw a faucet the other day and I'm not sure how much we're supposed to avoid um, manufacturer names here or or not but it had multiple cues and i'm learning that this is extremely important to have multiple cues or multiple ways of interacting mm-hmm. there's touch motion uh on the faucet it also had you know the cold uh, lights the color color temperature cues you know the blue for yep. cold and the the red for uh hot and then there was even an orange for warm and this, it wasn't voice activated, so it had almost all the different cues. Uh, so yeah, in- incredibly important. Even for even if we're not aging in place, I love it because I don't like the germs on my hands or the, from the chicken that I'm doing, I don't have to touch the faucet. 
um, or I, you know, I don't have to touch the handle. I could be to have it motion. So there's the cleanse. Exactly. As, as you said, you didn't want to get into, you know, not only aging in place, but it's, it's really helps our lifestyles um, many ways, whether we're talking about, you know, a lot of the technology that we have today, it's, mm -hmm. it's actually really affecting and helping all of us, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, do I really need a faucet that I can talk to? You know, you know what sold me on that? What's being, that? Being across the room and being able to say, talk to Alexa or Delta or whoever it had, you know, tell the faucet to turn off. Yeah. But I, I can tell the faucet to turn off from across the room because I left it on. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Well, you know, as funny as that is, a lot. It's the case with a lot of people, and it's it's practical. You may be carrying something with two hands back, and you're concerned about water, and you can simply tell it to shut off. Mm -hmm. And I think the more and more we we get comfortable and use this technology, we're going to get so used to it. Um, it's you know, if if you go to a house and it doesn't have that, it'd be like driving a car without power steering. Yeah. You know, we, Get so used to that but I think what's great too is for many years and I'm a lot like you like I don't think I've, I've been with the NKBF for 20 years but I've been going to like um, you know the International Builder Show and KBS and whatnot and if you start talking about technology like 10 years and more a lot of it was so complicated and it didn't really make sense and it was very hard for those brands to really get it off the ground but now a lot of this technology is simple it's plug and play and I think because of that you know, we, the elderly get it. And it's, it's really just mainstream. You look at what's going on in Asia at the moment, you know, technology in the home is huge. It's becoming very huge here as well. And whether we like it or not, it's here to stay. But what's exciting is that there are so many packages. There's so much technology that, that is really there to, to just simply make that those, our kitchen and baths simple to operate and, and, and enable a, a much better lifestyle. Yeah, you said uh, a keyword there, or I don't know if you said it or I just thought it in my head, is um, that we, we're going to ex become yeah. to expect it and to expect that seamless, seamless integration. It should not take more work for me to have to figure out how to do this. And back to that, that stat of in 20 years, one in five are gonna be you know, 65 plus. I want this all figured out now so that when I'm there, it's seamless, <laughs> you know, um, and, and really quick kind of back to that, the, we were talking about the faucets, um, also in terms of, well, universal design for all of us and for aging in place in these homes that, that, that we're going to, you know, live our lives out in. One of the things that's also important is reducing germs, you know, so right. we talk about the touch or the motion faucets, right? I just discovered, um, and I guess it's not as new as it's just becoming more talked about and there's more options, faucets that actually reduce germs mm -hmm. um, using ozone as a disinfectant. And like, I hadn't heard of this before I started researching all this. I'm like, yeah. you know, I found that. And then I also kind of came across a, a paint product that reduces or fights bacteria and whatnot. And like, this is really going to be important, especially as we age, uh, to have really clean homes to aid our wellness. It's very true. It's like, you know, when we look at the terrific countertops we have today, whether they're a solid surface countertop, you know, it, they're hard to scratch and chip and, and stain, but you got that microbial content in there to help fight the germs. 
Um, and what you're saying is with um, uh, like even the light with the ozone, with the, the lighting, um, that they incorporate into some of the appliances as well that they use in water filtration. It's, it's terrific because I think as the years go by, we're going to be fighting more and more germs. It just makes the home so much safer. And I know a lot of our listeners, you know, any listeners with children, they're going to be listening to this thinking, okay, how do we get involved? But they've got that microbial content in paint now. Yeah. Um, the VOCs are out. So it, it's really terrific. It's, um, you know, the theory about they built better in the, in the old days, it's really not, not the case. It's getting so much better now with um, having a much more comfortable and healthier environment. That's what really is exciting. And I think for any designer to explain that to the clients about, hey, you know, get excited. There's these new faucets. There's this new filtration systems. There's this new paint. All of a sudden, the client's going to be having their shake. They're going to be shaking because they're going to be so excited about bringing this technology into their kitchens and baths yeah, you know yeah yeah you mentioned the light and i don't know if many of our members know this yet that that these that like the uv light you can have under cabinet lighting that has that you know hitting your countertop um or i even see one that's for on a handle as you're walking into and out of a room but there's a lot of ways that that light can be used in the bathrooms and around the kitchen spaces uh, so that's um really something to look into just think about it you could scan your friends as they walk in the front door to make sure that they're, they're you know they're not carrying any uh anything on them so well, yeah you know that actually goes to the safety the other connected home features that are not just kitchen and bath but the connected home from the safety from the front door knowing who's coming to the house um whether this person is actually a regular visitor and they know that their, their preferences in lighting and music and whatnot as they come into the home, or it's safe to let them in with this code because they're a guardian of maybe an aging in place member there, or, you know, Amazon just delivered and, and now they can have a code and set the package inside the house. And uh, yeah, so the big, like Correct. the big picture, you know, even just beyond the kitchen and bath um, is really important as we talk about safety and just being aware of what's going on around our home uh, uh, as we age. No, it's it it really is the case, and uh, you know we we look we look at the big picture, you know, and for for elderly, security is huge. It is it is everything, and you know, and we, on this on our show here, we can we can throw brand names out. It's fine, but like the ring, for example. Mm -hmm. A lot of my clients have it and it's just makes it feel so much more comfortable when they're in the kitchen, they can see who's there or if they're away from the house that they can communicate. It is, it is a big deal. And you know, our, I think our kitchens and baths are the heartbeat of any home, but it's, it's everything that surrounds us is all interwined and it's really important. So we've touched on a lot of details. Now this is tough, but if you could package it up neatly for us, what would you say that are the top three things to consider when designing for aging in place? The top three, what would you say? For aging in place. Yeah. I know without stairs Safe, is one of them. Yeah, safety, uh, things that are gonna free up our time. Mm -hmm. Safety, time, freedom, and mobility, how we move in the space. 
how we move in this yeah. space. And there's a lot of different things that addresses each of those issues. And um, I'm going to actually jump back to one of your rich, your previous questions too. You had asked me, what are some of the tips and tricks for like designing in small spaces? And really the answers work for both small spaces and even for aging in place. And what I, I talk a lot about is the options of flexibility and things that have multifunctional, multifunctional um, abilities that are modular and that can adjust with us. Because today I might not, you know, need a lower counter, but tomorrow I might, right? So I need something that's adjustable and has a lot of flexibility, um, which is, it's equally important for both topics, whether it's, yeah, small spaces or aging in place. It really is. One thing that's popular in Europe is that you've got the kitchen islands and you've got one end of the kitchen island that's mobile. It goes, it raises or it lowers. Mm -hmm. And whether we do that today, which I think is exciting just on kitchen island alone it's not just the same height as the rest of the perimeter countertop it can be higher it can be lower and um you know to have something modulo as you said it could be the winter it could be part of the mudroom where it's like you've got all the coats and you've got all the heavy gear well it'd be nice if you can kind of change it around for a different season and that is really really important um especially for the aging in place so i think that's a very good point yeah um I'm going to jump around a little bit here because something something just uh, reminded me to, to talk a little bit about appliances because um, for small spaces, a few years, about three years ago, maybe, maybe, yeah, about three years ago, I was talking to a large manufacturer and I was saying, we need um, good quality, smaller ranges or appliances to go into these small spaces. And at the time, and it didn't last, they changed their tune pretty quick, but at the time, it's like, well, that's a small, that's a small category. That's a small niche that we're probably not going to invest in, right? The next year, all of a sudden, 24-inch gas ranges. And yep. I don't, and what, what's, we want good quality appliances in these small spaces. And we're not talking about, you know, your apartment appliances that, you know, you're just renting and they're easy maintenance and they're not, you know, maybe you're not probably getting a gas range or whatnot. Um, and it was a, it was amazing to see how, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was amazing to see how fast that tune changed um, when they realized, you know, this is a, a larger, this is a, a new category in our industry. Well, you walked in and you said it and they changed it. <laughs> one thing one thing I want to say a quick uh, throw out to our sponsor as well is that when Samsung came out with the technology to have mm -hmm. cameras in your ref refrigerator a lot of people are saying how ridiculous is this uh, but I tell you what it is fantastic yep the fact that you can be at a supermarket and you're thinking okay now do I need milk do I need eggs blah 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 we can actually take a look and see what's in your refrigerator mm -hmm. with these cameras it's just that alone is fantastic. And I think that's another whole subject to get well, excited about appliances because it's amazing yeah. um, where we're at today. And as you know, as a designer, a lot of our clients out there, the mums and dads and whatnot in their homes, they really have no idea of the advancement of technology because, you know, like you and I, we're fortunate, thanks to the NKBA, to go to these terrific trade shows to be updated on that. I think some of us, forget that our clients 
don't quite realize what's out there. So for us to get excited about what's out there and to educate our clients, um, it's a game changer. Yeah. 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 That refrigerator. Uh, yeah. It's, that's part of our job is we're educating our clients. Cause I don't want them to come back in five, you know, a year or five years and say, Hey, I could have had this. Why didn't you tell me about it? So I'm constantly <laughs> pushing their, their limits on like, it's just my job to tell you that it exists. And then we can talk about whether you need or want it. Right. But, um, that, exactly. ref that refrigerator and some of the, these new yard refrigerators that are going to be more tech savvy and all these cameras and things, this totally falls in. In fact, you were reading my mind. It totally falls in line with the aging place and universal design because one of the concerns as we age is our uh, vision and senses of smells and whatnot start declining. Mm. And we need to be able to kind of track the food that we have to avoid spoilage and eating things that maybe are not <laughs> that we shouldn't yeah, be yeah. eating, right? Um, and then also, like you said, then we're not, we're able to order, we, you know, if it's all connected to Alexa and who knows, you know, that may not be the only, it's not the only platform, but uh, you know, be able to say, oh, you're low on bananas or you're low on X, Y, Z, um, True, so that we the, have healthy options. And the spoilage factor, I think is really important. Another thing too, which um, for technology I really like is um, dish, like dishwashers, toilets and washing yeah. machines with leak detection. In Australia, as a result of this ridiculous accent, is that in any wet area, it is code that we have two drains. We'll have, like you've got the bath, you've got the sink, but we always have a floor drain in any wet area, whether it's the bathroom, the laundry, um, or like a powder room. And that is in case if something overflows, it's going to go down that secondary drain before it cascades down the stairs and you've got an insurance claim up the wazoo. So I think, you know, because the the codes are different over here and interestingly enough that will change we're going to find i would say within the next five years we're going to have to put that additional drain in the floor but um i think dishwashers toilets washing machines with leak detection is a great thing to install because none of us want to um go through the experience of having our house flooded out and a little bit of a tip out there too if you if you do spend the money and the time to investigate and get them installed, it does give you a bit of an insurance break as well. But it's, t it's, an, it's an interesting subject, isn't it, Paul? There is just so much to discuss. Oh, tons. We could just go on and on. <laughs> we good, could go on. Good. Yeah. Well, listen, um, I, better, I better wrap it up, but is there um, anything else there for our listeners that um, you think will spark their attention? Okay. So when you first opened, you said the word future. Now, a lot of this is current and future, but if we really want to even look further into the future, now there are places um, in Japan and China that are doing, Japan I believe is doing this already with robots, robot uh, caretakers. It's like Alexa on legs. <laughs> With legs. I, I'm, I'm still, I know, I know, I've heard about this, so it scares me. I don't know. Why. I know, I know. <laughs> you know? Stop <laughs> hitting me. So, I, so, you know what? It's, it's going to be fascinating to see in our future where all of this goes. Um, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of people, it's, if we're talking about aging a place, you know, hopefully have family that can look after them as they age. But, okay. um, you know, what if somebody doesn't? And you know what, you know, it's going, if, if anything in this world is talked about, it's going to happen. 
And for the same reason you had mentioned that because we have a housing crisis that they cannot accommodate all the elderly in like nursing homes and whatnot mm. um, in elderly homes. So the whole robot wave is actually going to, going to, uh, is going to happen. Yeah. Hey, I've got to share something with you. I've got to, I just said nursing in Australia. Um, if you've got a child and you say, would you like a nurse in Australia? That means you can, you, you just hold the child and you go back and forth. And, um, when we had our little boy, a friend came over and we said, would you like a nurse? And she's looking at us going, uh, okay. I realized it meant something different. <laughs> I just had to clear it up because I said that. Uh, all right. So maybe there'll be a robot that can feed our kids in the future. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Paula, I want to thank you so much. Uh, again, we could talk about this for the next 12 hours, but do you have a website that um, our listeners can visit? Uh, yes. Timelesskitchen.com design did you know that there was a, a dot design url i did not i actually i know there's a bunch but i didn't know there was a dot uh -huh. design. yeah that's very yes. appropriate for so all here us. here's a little tip for all of you right now get out there and go get your dot design url there's dot expert there's dot uh, guru there's dot life anyway timeless kitchen dot design and definitely on social media uh, Paula Kennedy, CKD or CMKBD. So, mm -hmm. okay. And for all of us that knows to get that title, it takes quite a few years and talent to get that. So Paula, um, thank you very much for joining us. Um, and again, I encourage everyone to check out Paula's website and don't forget our site, which is nkba.org. Um, so that's it for today's episode, but as always, you can expect more episodes of KB Talks coming your way soon. So make sure you are subscribed and stay tuned. Now, please be sure to send your feedback to nkba at flyingcamel.com. And remember to take a moment to leave us a star rating, make sure it's a good one, or a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. I want to thank you for listening. And remember, get out there and design something great. Hey, if you're a contractor, build it with passion, because if you design and build it, they will come. Paula, thank you. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. And stay tuned for a very quick NKBA Minute. The NKBA Specialty Badge Program offers members a new competitive edge. Certification has long been a cornerstone of the National Kitchen and Bath Association's mission, although the designations are mostly limited to designers. The Specialty Badge Program now allows any NKBA member to broaden their knowledge and earn credentials in a variety of areas through online course materials and passing an online exam. Visit nkba.org badges to discover the NKBA specialty badges currently available. Take advantage of the NKBA's ongoing professional development opportunities and get the NKBA competitive edge.